Arsenal. Hi and welcome to Blast from the Arsenal, your new favourite podcast all about Arsenal. With me today is... Is Angela. Hello mate. Hello, how you doing? I'm good, thank you. Uh, we've got another guest with us today. Oh, uh, who's this? Something's happened in the transfer market. Arsenal have signed a player, so I thought I'd bring my Brazilian friend along just to welcome welcome into the club. Anything you got to say? Welcome, Gabriel Magle Hayes. Oh, you said it in English. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it in Brazilian, but I pressed the wrong button. Oh, can she say it in Brazilian? Bem-vindo, Gabriel Magalhães. Yeah, I can hear that being sung from the uh, yes, uh, from the Emirates. Yeah, that's, uh, that's so, yeah. Bem-vindo, Gabriel. Welcome at last. At last. God, that feels like the most drawn-out, protracted transfer ever. It does. You know, ever. But I, th- I think these days with Twitter. And all these ITKs, <laughs> you know, ITKs, yeah. These guys, these journos that like to say, "Here we go, this and that." Well, don't, don't. Yeah, yeah can't diss Fabrizio. I'm not gonna He's the diss boy. anyone. He is in the know. He is an ITK. Um, I don't mean a lot of these waste men. Just saying, we get the news now a little bit earlier than we used to. So these transfers used to just pop up, kind of. Out of nowhere, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, but now it's like, you know, we have to wait so long for all the paperwork, all the the medicals, and. I think the thing that takes the longest is that these days every fan, regardless of whether they know the transfer is about to happen, it's all about how it's presented these days, isn't it? It's not. You get a picture of your your manager and your player with a scarf over their heads, you know, on the on the halfway line of the uh, yeah. of the pitch. It's got to be like the fanciest video, or you know, each club is trying to find a way to outdo each other, aren't they? With like, I don't know if they win awards for presentation of transfer, but yeah. So which one should we talk about first, the uh, dodgy Spurs one or the? <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. Jeez Louise, that was horrendous. So for anyone that hasn't seen it, what happened, Diddley? So this, uh, is it Doherty? Or yes, Doherty? Matt, Matt Doherty from, from Wolves. Wolves. Yeah, he's signed for Spurs, their new right back. And he's... Uh, Who's been, he for? Yeah, it's, he's been uh, revealed on Twitter uh, from his previous tweets from sort of seven years ago that he's a massive Arsenal fan. So that's obviously banter for us. That is, he, he's going to get rinsed. But when, even more so now that their reveal video was him going on Twitter and deleting that, oh, yeah. That's that right. post. They made him go through his profile history, find find the post, look at the camera, give a very awkward grimace look, and then, yeah, delete them. But it's too, too little too late, I'm afraid, because Arsenal's Twitter brigade, the Twitter family, they were all over that. Smashed Screenshots, it. videos... Yeah, it's not going escaping. anywhere. You can't delete history, mate. No, never escaping. And there is a there is an image that I saw just before we started recording, funnily enough. Obviously, Gabrielle's just been announced tonight. And the image of Gabrielle, or the video of Gabrielle, is him kissing the Arsenal badge on the shirt, tapping it, you know, full fist, full hand all, all over the Arsenal shirt. And then, so somebody, somebody sort of screenshotted that. 
And then next to it, they put the video and, and still image of Matt Doherty doing the same with the Spurs shirt. But he doesn't kiss the badge. <laughs> he doesn't place his hand on the Spurs chicken. Because I like to call it a chicken. He places it underneath. Like almost, yeah, yeah I'm pleased to have signed, but I'm, you know, I'm still an Arsenal fan deep down. So, yeah. yeah, it's a strange one. Was it crossing that divide? Yeah, well, was it Cantona that said you can change your wife, you can change your religion, but you can never change your football club? Something like that, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, once you love a club, you love it forever. I did think this earlier, randomly, as I was sitting here by myself. <laughs> no, mates. I was thinking, I don't know why it popped into my head, but I thought, when you grow up, you kind of naturally support a football team, as we spoke about last week, and let's say Arsenal are your team forever and a day. You know, they've been your team since you were a kid, and they're, they're going to be your team until you're you die, if you like. But then you become a professional football player and you know that when you stay somewhere for a good length of time, yeah, the fans kind of adopt you as one of their own, don't yeah, they? Do you know yeah, what I mean? Do, yeah. and, and especially Arsenal players, whether they've gone on to better things or not, and usually it's not, they tend to say, you don't realise how great a club Arsenal is or how big a club Arsenal is until you leave. So if you've been an Arsenal f- like fan all your life and then you go to play for, well, let's use someone random like Liverpool, we won't say it's North London, and you're there for a length of time. Do you still are you still an Arsenal fan, or do you or, or do you sort of class yourself as being a Liverpool fan because you've had such great times there and you want your teammates to do well, your former team? You can't support two teams, surely. Well, ask Ashley Cole. Ashley, who? Yeah. Because <laughs> if you saw the, uh, the uh, FA Cup final, you, you would have seen him. Uh, he didn't look too pleased, did he? No, was it the semi-final against I think City? He forgot where he came from. Yeah, yeah, he really. Well, some people will say Palace because I think we nicked him from there. Wow, it's irrelevant in this in this instance. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I did just wonder that, to be honest. But then you get players that come in, and the club that we are, obviously, they grow to love us, and still follow us. Players like Lucas Podolski, he's a massive Arsenal fan. Yeah. Santi Cazorla is still a massive Arsenal fan. Yeah. Adi Bayor is a big... Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> he's really not. Um, so well, yeah. that's, that is one of the things Gabriel said, didn't he? As being one of the reasons he chose Arsenal. Yes, he loved the vision from Edu. Yes, he loved you know, the way that Arteta said he'd use him. But the Arsenal fans, the Arsenal family, as you called them, hounded the shit out of him they, to say join us join us join us we're great we're great and so he did so good work guys yeah that's amazing <laughs> I feel like only we could do that I know I know yeah. um, we're quite renowned for being um, you know uh, what's the word I'm looking for I'm going to say strong headed strong willed when it comes to Twitter and Arsenal mm. so uh, yeah I'm, I'm chuffed for that I, I, I don't really know huge huge amount about him I don't know about you I know a little bit, so he moved to Lille, I think, around the age of 18 or 19, Yeah, um, from a sort of lower league Brazilian club, so quite a good find, they've got a good scouting network, it would seem, because they've had a few good players come Mm. from different places, Um, didn't hit the ground running, uh, so they loaned him out to... I can't remember. Zagreb, I think, was, oh, right. yeah, was yeah. one of them, one of the clubs, and he did quite well there, came back, broke into the first team last, or 
two seasons ago. Yeah. And He's only then, had one full season, I think, isn't he? He had like a full season a playing alongside Rui Font, who used yeah, to yeah. play for Southampton. Uh, struck up a good partnership with him at the back. Um, yeah, and he's gone from strength to strength. Uh, he looks quite powerful. Uh, he's reads, leggy. Reads the game well, strong, he, yeah. tall. He reminds me of Vieira in that sort of tall, gangly, leggy player. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Um, and more importantly, it looks like he's very good at stepping out from the back and passing forward. And that's obviously a another Arteta type player so yeah. it's, it's good that we've got someone in that he wants in uh, to play the way he wants to play because you know that's that's what we need yeah using your own chess pieces to and win I, the match and I it? think uh, we haven't even mentioned we won the charity shield yet so we're obviously two trophies in already you know um, I think everyone's believing in Arteta and what he's trying to do and that's the key isn't it that's yeah. that's the key we mentioned it last week with Emery yeah if you don't understand what your instructions are, you exactly. can't you can't fulfil them properly, can you? Yeah. Whereas, you know, we said that last week with Arteta, he's crystal clear, he tells the players what they need to do and they, and they do it. And, you know, they always say success breeds success, doesn't it? So winning two trophies, it's, uh, and let's just take a second to laugh at the fact that if Arsenal win the Community Shield, it's a nothing trophy. What the hell are you even celebrating it for? Blah, blah, blah. But if anyone else wins it, yeah, first major bit of trophy this season. One, one, one for us. You know what I mean? It's like fucking. The Liverpool players, they wanted to win it. Yeah, they had their heads in their hands when the penalties were being taken. Some Mane couldn't look. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if you've ever played a friendly against Liverpool. <laughs> no, anyone, anyone. No, like whatever, whatever level. Yeah, yeah. Level whatever side, level you play. Side, yeah. If you play a friendly against the team that's in the same league as you, that is competitive. Yeah. You cannot be seen to give away the upper hand. Yeah. You know? Because um, when it comes down to the league, you know, even just a friendly, you've got that, that doubt or that confidence going into yeah, the game. Yeah, we've beaten before. Yeah. And we did, didn't we? We beat Liverpool at the end yeah, of last exactly. season. We've beaten City, we've beaten United. Yeah, there's a real momentum of what Arteta's building and I think uh, I th- we said it again last week and I keep saying that but the Aubameyang contract is imminent apparently and I think part of that is him believing that he can win things at, at Arsenal with Arteta and then he has hasn't he two, two already and just on the point of the Community Shield which we'll come on to in more detail in a second you know I think again we, we've spoken about it previously that the foreign players class it as a big trophy in their respective countries yeah. because it is the league winner versus the cup winner. So, you know, for whatever reason, we dismiss it here. And I think the reason we dismiss it is maybe because in its previous guise, it was called the Charity Shield. And the word charity just seems to kind of I don't know, diminish the value of it, maybe. Not sure. But um, hey, I'm happy. I've had worse weekends as an Arsenal fan, put it that way. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, should we talk about the, 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 the Community Shield? It seems like it was a long time ago already, given it's Tuesday already, but... Uh, yeah, we should talk about it, shouldn't we? I mean, like you said, it it's another trophy. You know, it's a it's a small trophy. Uh, well, not literally. It's quite a, <laughs> it's quite, a, quite a big old shield that. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it's it's definitely important to get one up on your rivals. Um, 
you know, you've got the fitness side of things, which is good because apparently we've only had two training sessions prior well, some, to some only one yeah that game. I think Liverpool um, had a week longer than us to yeah, practice on. so that, that's good um, and it just brings that winning mentality you know to keep winning and another victory at Wembley which is good and these young boys don't look phased at all do they no Maitland-Niles Reese nelson those penalties were <laughs> a joke they were so good it was a joke yeah. top notch yeah um yeah, and, you know that when you win things, it brings you closer together as teammates because mm. um, you all believe in each other. You're not looking to your right, doubting that that player's gonna let you down. You know? Yeah, and that's that's something that's just just massive for for Arsenal at the minute. Mm. Um, massive twelve months of change, isn't it? You know we. I yeah. think I, I saw a headline that had said something like, it might have been Xhaka under Emery against Liverpool had come out and said, we're scared of playing Liverpool, they're such a good team. And then there was another headline, which was Arteta against Liverpool, that said something along the lines of, we're really confident, we've got a game plan, we think we can beat them. Where's that fair? I mean, the, I guess the summary of my bullshit uh, summary there was the difference between being scared of the opponent and being ready to attack and win and having that positive mentality versus the same opponent. Let, yeah. Let's not get it twisted. You know, the Liverpool, they're still a level above, us, above yeah. us because we're still not approaching that game, you know, dominating that game. Mm. Um, but... We're finding a way to win, um, so I imagine what how, you know. A few more players in that mm. Arteta wants, and because essentially it's the same squad that played against Liverpool. Yeah, that he inherited from Emery. Mm-hmm. You know, Barcelona, who was on the bench. Oh, no, not on the bench was he? he was in, in the stands? I think I don't know if he was on the bench, but either I th- way, I think he was on the bench. Was he? Either yeah. way, he didn't play. But bar him, I'm pretty certain that it's. Largely the same squad, isn't it? What did you think of the lineup? Uh, it it reeked of I don't want my most important players to necessarily get injured, but on closer inspection, I think those type of players were not actually available to play anyway. No. I, I, I agree. That, I think that was our strongest possible yeah. lineup, bar maybe you would. Maybe there's a case of playing Aubameyang through the middle, dropping in Ketia and bringing maybe Reese Nelson. Yeah. But then it's here or there. I yeah. Think. Um, uh, so there was the Martinez Leno debate that we had last week. There was. And Leno started against Milton Keynes for that midweek friendly, which indicated either he needed match fitness or that's it, back into being number one. But Martinez started, uh, and I don't know if we should read too much into that or not, but I did think, hmm, interesting. Well, he was the keeper that won the cup, so yeah. I yeah. Mean, there is that argument. Yeah, but he was absolutely fantastic again, wasn't he? Because he was, yeah. there's a couple of saves from Mane in particular that he, uh, he made some... It never felt like we were under the cosh, no. um, backs against the wall type 
thing. But uh, yeah, he definitely made a couple of good where he's closed, uh, like you said, Mane down, yeah. blocked the shot um, to keep us to keep us in it. Yeah, um, and I forgot at one point that um, my Salah was playing because. It, I, Exactly, I was thinking exactly the same thing. First half, he was absolutely anonymous. Yeah, yeah, which is credit to us. So, in terms of lineup, played with three at the back, which we've mentioned Arteta likes to do that, and that may have been personnel driven. Um, but you had Kieran on the left, David Luiz in the middle, Rob Holden on the right, and before that game, Rob Holden was linked to Newcastle. Was linked to Newcastle on loan with a view to coming back it's, there's no deal in place yeah. for a permanent I think he needs game time but I was worried because I thought he, he needs to go we'll get him off the wage bill although I don't think he probably earns you know the highest amount in, in the squad um, so it looks like he's going to go but when, he, when you're playing I thought oh shit don't get injured and also if you're about to leave what does that say about our availability on the day do you know what I mean mm. um yeah, it was slim pickings, I think. It at, was. At back. But he actually did pretty well. Yeah, he did. He had a good game. Yeah. Kept Mane fairly quiet. Yeah. There was one point where I think Mane had the ball close to the corner of the Arsenal um, of the Arsenal corner and he just seemed to sort of nick his toe in front of it, nick it off him and run yeah. off. And I thought, yeah, brilliant. That's that's what you want. You know, you've not jumped in. You've, you've thought about what you're doing. So he'll leave and I hope he, he does well online because that one looks... Like it's probably going to happen, and he's from up north anyway, isn't he? We've said that previously. Yeah, so we did the who stays, who goes last yeah. week, <laughs> yeah. and I had it down. I had him down as who they stayed. Um, so now I'm not not sure. I feel like that we're going to get stuck with someone, and I think I know who that might be from defence. Yes. Um, well, let's just remind ourselves. So in defence, we've got William Saliba. Socrates looks like he's on his way out. We'll come on to transfers in a minute. Rob Holden we've just mentioned. Mustafi, Callum Chambers, Pablo Mari, who has only just signed a permanent deal, David Luiz, um, and now we've just signed Gabriel. Yes. So, I think I know who you're going to say, but do clarify. I'm pretty confident that Mustafi's going to stay yeah. and just leave on a free next season. Yeah. Or... And I might turn him around, turn him into something, something good. Don't be ridiculous. I, I'm, you know, I'm just trying to be positive. In my eyes, uh, Arteta's now <laughs> a genius, so it could happen. So anyway, we are three at the back here in Tyranny. You know, no brainer. Solid once again. Yeah, Rob Holden we've spoken about, and David Luiz. Thoughts? Um. He was very David Luiz for me. He had moments of brilliant. Yeah. And moments of David Some of the balls he was pinging to Aubameyang and were inch perfect. Yeah. But then there were times where he was letting it bounce and he looked like he might get caught out. Mm. Um, he got through it. I think he's a bit rusty. He'd been on holiday. We'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Been practicing his uh, yeah. acting for the Gabrielle video. I don't yeah. know if you saw that. Yeah, earlier. I did see that. Yeah. <laughs> um, th- there was a ball where I think he was on the edge of his own box, trying to ping it, scuffed it, and it played along the ground to a Liverpool player, like through yeah, the park. Yeah. And I thought, you know, if that gets intercepted by the wrong player in the, you know, further up the pitch, 
those are the sort of things that um, you know you can be really punished for, can't you? But you know it did all right, and I just haven't got through it. So um, neither here or there. I get why we've kept him, especially after signing Gabriel. Mm. It just makes sense. Mm. He is this. He is quite a big personality yeah, to it, have around the club. <clears throat> he talks very well and definitely looks like he's the kind of guy to put his arm around the shoulder when things aren't going well for these young lads. Of any of any nationalities, not yeah, just any, the Brazilians. Yeah, 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 everyone yeah, speaks highly of him at the mm-hmm. club, don't they? Yeah. Um, and actually, I think he will be key to getting the, in a weird way, getting the best out of Gabriel because... Obviously, one's right-footed, one's left-footed, centre-backs. Gabriel's English is non-existent. And, and funnily enough, the last Gabriel that we had playing in that position, Gabriel Paulista that then went to Valencia, I think it was, his English was appalling. And he was so erratic. You know, he was either like, hard as nails great or he was awful. And I think that's because he didn't have anyone speaking the same language, you know, co- coaxing, uh, coaching him through the game. So yeah. I think for somebody that's, what, 22, 23, is... Um, Gabriel, to have someone like David Luiz next to him, yeah, would be brilliant. So, uh, so yeah, so then we had left wing back, Ainsland, Ainsland, Ainsley, Maitland, Niles, and right wing back, Bellerin. Yep, decent. Yeah, good Can't argue with that. Yeah, yeah, both superb again. Uh, Granite Jacker. Again, another steady performance yeah. from Granite. Yeah, he's the. He's actually very fast to become the glue that holds. the team together in the middle yeah. I, I, I said it before I was his biggest hater I was like he's too slow for the Premier League you know your, your crazy challenges and your tackles and, and now that he's kind of found his place and yeah. I always think as a footballer I was terrible as a footballer but I knew my limitations I knew what I could do well and I knew what I couldn't and I think once you find your your place and understand you know play on your strengths and that that's it you can't be yeah not everyone can be a Ronaldo or a Messi or whatever. You know, he, he just does really well. Um, so he did good. He did very good. And then got a new signing. Yeah. Where's this guy come from? <laughs> Who's this guy in the middle of the pitch? Mohamed El Nani. Mohamed El Nani, yeah. Thoughts? Again, he, he looked okay. You know, he, and he always does, I think. He never has a really bad game but again unspectacular his passing was better one of the better games I've seen him mm. passing it around I'd prefer someone else to be in there <laughs> I think well, and, and there probably will be there probably will be yeah, yeah. maybe we'll come on to it we'll in a come bit on to but that later, but it does look like there probably will be yeah Mohamed Elneny was very tidy that might be the best he is tidy and I'm trying to think of who we've got that if he, if we were to let him go, let him leave, we're not going to make any money on him. No, what did it cost? Four million, something like something that? Something like that. I think he'd probably go for around the same. Yeah. Four or five. Yeah. You just think, how happy would he be just to sort of hang around and be a squad player? Be a squad player, because we're going to have a lot of games now we're in Europa League. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's experienced. Is he someone we should keep around? Yeah. Because I still think we're quite short, unless, we're, obviously we're going to talk about transfers later, 
we are bringing in one or two more because otherwise we've all we've got are really sort of the youngsters yeah. Joe Willett uh, Emil Smith Rowe that's it yeah I mean Granduzzi apparently been given a second chance hasn't he well has he because he was nowhere near that squad mm. if he's on his holiday still but he can't still be on it well actually saying that Lacazette isn't back because the French players are on quarantine isolation aren't they Something like that. So that could be why he's not around. But I get your point. Um, you know, there's a lot of Twitter love for uh, El Nene after the game, and I think maybe that's a lot of people not appreciating, you know, what he's about. It's like I said before, you know your limitations, you do it, you do it well, and you have to think the El Nene we saw was the El Nene under the end of Wenger's reign with a Wenger signing, wasn't it? Yeah. And under Emery, I mean. I don't think we can really judge anything off that. To me, he's quite a solid player, a steady Eddie. And I think with someone like Arteta saying, you know what, all I want you to do is win the ball and pass it to the creative player. Win the ball and pass it to the creative Well, player. yeah, that's my worry, is when we come up against a team, like a mid-table to lower team, that we're not going to be able to, if, if he's playing, he hasn't got that creative spark no. in him to, to unlock a no. stubborn defence. But I think he's the sort of player that, if we were going to sit with two defensive midfielders, he could probably do a job doing something like that. He's quite lightweight in his frame, but he's not a creative midfielder at all, is he? I think if you were going to class him as anything, you'd put him more defensive, wouldn't you? Yeah. So, so what do you think? Do you think he's he's a goner? Because we we thought he'd probably be a guarantee to leave. Yeah, I think on our just looking at our. What Terreira we... we haven't spoken about. As well. Yeah, well, we've got Terreira as, uh, as of last week when we were going through a who stays, who goes. We had Terreira as going, but more player-driven, I think, maybe than club-driven. Do you know what I mean by that? He's yeah. keen to go back to Italy, isn't he? Uh, I'm sure if he said to Arteta, I want to stay, I really like Terreira, personally. I think he's a, he's a good little terrier, you know? But for whatever reason, it hasn't really worked out. So, uh, El Neni... Yeah, if he's on low wages and it's not going to cost the earth, then can't be the worst person to have around. And again, a bit like David Luiz, but not as eccentric. Apparently, he's got quite a good bubbly character as well. And, you know, you need those guys to pick you up when you're having a tough yeah, yeah. time. Because at some point, you know, we are going to go one weekend without winning a trophy. So, uh, you know, you do need characters like that, don't you? Then up front. Up front, Nketiah down the middle. Ober on the left. And Saka on the right again. Yeah. yeah. And he had one of his better games on the right, I thought. Mm. Yeah, um, he's been used a fair bit. Um, more more so than... I can't remember the last time he played on the left. Mm. I don't know. I'm not sure what reason that is. Is that a permanent thing? No, think? I think that's a player development type thing. Just to get used to coming inside yeah. and, and switching the play. Yeah. I think so. Rather than going on the outside of, of and just crossing it all the time. Yeah, which to be fair worked well from last season. Thirteen assists, I think it was, in, yeah. in all competitions. Um, I think it's just if we've got the luxury of being able to do that, you've got to think when he's back. Got Martinelli on the left. William. William. Well, Bamiang's obviously playing there at the moment. It's quite a congested area, actually. 
Um, and then on the right, we've got Pepe, okay. Saka, if he plays there, Maurice Nelson. Yeah, that's it. That's probably yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, it's good to have options. So, yeah, yeah. And, and against, um, again, like a mid-table to, to lower sort of side, when those teams are just going to sit back against us, mm. you need your inside forwards to, to come inside and, and and double up in the middle yeah. and get into those spaces in yeah. between defence and midfield. Yeah. Um, I think as well, if you look back to Pep's Man City, they had Sterling and Sane, if I remember, or Sterling and Mahrez mm-hmm. on the left and right, but they would often swap wings. Because if you're a defender playing against the same player and you start to learn what they, you know, show them on the outside or, you know, give it to them quite hard and they don't want to play ball, as soon as you switch to another player that you're up against, you've got to start thinking in a different way, haven't you? So maybe that's what he's trying to do. Maybe he's trying to get him used to playing left and right so that he can be used in that way where they, they switch wings mid-match. I don't yeah. know. Time will tell. What's your thoughts on Nketiah? actually making it at Arsenal there are talks of him potentially going online somewhere and he had a really strong end to last season yeah uh, pre-season's only just started and I've, for all the will in the world I want him to do so well and I don't know you what do. it, you got a soft spot for him I know because I, like I, I just see him I think yeah you're the sort of player that is a natural born goal scorer you know somebody that will will happily take a tap in and celebrate it like it was the best goal in the world and just really hungry. And like I say, it kind of has that Ian Wright mould about him for me. But it's something that just makes me wonder, does Arteta play him at the minute because he believes in him? Or is he playing him down the middle to try him out? Or what? You know, what's his long-term future, really? Where, where do we... Would you be comfortable having him as your starting centre forward down the middle of the pitch? Not week in, week out. No. Uh, he's got a lot of energy, good at pressing, um, really good at pressing. Yeah, he is. Scored a goal against Southampton like that. Yeah, I think and it he, was, wasn't he it? nearly caught out Liverpool a couple yeah. of times. Just good movement, you know, off the ball, uh, allowing other players to. Get into space. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he made a good run for the goal, actually. Yes. Uh, Saka was able to cut inside because he went down the right. Yeah. Across <clears throat> the defenders, um, and he and he is good at getting in the right places. You know, in the box, getting on the other things. I just, I just don't know if he's as clinical as as. He should be by this age. Mm. I wonder whether... Can you see him getting 10 to 15 goals? Well, that kind of goes on to what I was about to say. You remember, or you, you may remember, Meza Ozil was on course to beat Thierry Henry's assist record yeah. a few seasons back. And uh, I think Giroud was playing that role. Yeah. And I think it's something like he went on a 12-match or 10-match Goal scoring drought. So Arteta had, Arteta, sorry, Ozil had chance after chance after chance that he was creating, and Giroud just couldn't put him away. Mm. And I sort of think, I'm not saying Ozil's necessarily the answer because I don't think he does enough pressing in the way that Arteta wants a attacking midfielder to do so. But I sort of think if you'd have swapped 
the Nketiah of now with the Giroud of then, would he have scored more goals than Giroud? So last season, our big that's, struggle yeah, was was creating goals, wasn't it? Um, you know, I think what last season we scored fifty six goals. You know, I remember times where Arsenal Vold would score eighties, nineties. Now your goal difference would be through the roof. Um, Let's just have a quick look, actually, just because I've got it here. What season before fifty? Oh no, season before seventy-three goals. So we've gone from seventy-three goals to fifty-six goals mm-hmm. in the space of a season. Is that partly creativity behind the strikers? Quite possibly. When you look at what we did last season, we would often have two or three shots on uh, attempts. Sorry, a uh, a match and have to put at least one of those away. So. He's obviously only just come back into the fold because he had his short spell at Leeds and, and he's done pretty well so far. I just wonder actually if he had a more creative attacking midfield behind him. We're definitely lacking Would that. he have more chances and therefore would he convert more opportunities and therefore score more goals? And it seems like we're trying to address it in the transfer market. Yeah. But again, I just, I'm just... And, if I can say... Yeah. The other thing is, do we have the funds to replace him anyway? Well, this is it. Probably not. Uh, you know, if you want, what, 15 goals, 20 goals? Assuming Aubameyang is going to stay out on the left. Yeah. And you want a centre forward or a false nine or whatever you want to call it. Um, to play, uh, you know, or instead of Lacazette or yeah, deputy to Lacazette. Because we said before, Laka doesn't score enough for a striker, does he, really? Not really. He holds the ball up, he lets others run in. As we said before, there is talk that maybe if if Aubameyang stays on the left, Martinelli could play down the middle. But Martinelli's preference is to play on the left. So then you wonder, actually, are we waiting for Martinelli to come back so Orba can go down the middle and Nketiah, Lacazette, play second fiddle for that role? I can definitely see Martinelli playing down the middle in the future. He's got that about him. Yeah. He's really good in the air. Mm. Heading abilities. Mm. Unreal. Um, and he looks like either foot, he can go anyway. Yeah. Pace, power. I would like to see him down the middle. I don't want us to do another walk-up. Yeah. And Change. Waste. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, and Ketty, I'm not convinced by, but I think he is a good kind of backup striker mm. to have mm. with his energy and the levels and stuff. I don't. We can't go out and, and get a. You can't. You can't go out and get a striker now for for sort of money that we've got. Well, look at Chelsea. They just spent fifty million on Timo Werner. Yeah, he only had a year left on his contract. Yeah. So. If he didn't, let's say he had four years left on his contract, what would they? Have, you know, what would they have paid? Kai Havertz, ninety million, hundred million they're about to spend on him. You know, we're not in that league financially. We'd have to take a gamble on someone that's sort of not as well known. I think. Yeah, and another Martinelli, you know, another six million bargain or whatever. Yeah, it was. maybe not so, as young. Someone yeah, someone that's kind of slipped through the net. Yeah, I, I, do, I don't know. I do think we miss a big man down the middle sometimes. Giroud was a great... He was great at what he did in terms of uh, you know, holding the ball up, heading 
aerial presence. I mean, we couldn't just sling a ball into the box and, and actually try and find someone. Orba scored a few with his head this season. Newcastle springs to mind. Um, maybe Southampton, I can't remember. But we don't have that off-the-bench option anymore, do we? So I do wonder whether that might be a, a route that we go down in terms of who we look for. But I suppose uh, Arteta's play is very much ball on the ground. Yeah. Sick attacker, so it's, it's not quite... I mean, City used to have different options, didn't they? But now they've only really got Aguero and he's Gabriel Jesus. Yeah. 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 They've so. moved away from that big man, sort of Negredo, Zeko. Yes. Yeah. I, I can't see that uh, that we go for that sort of player. Yeah. Um, and I was just saying, we haven't got the money, have we? Yeah. So, uh, I guess. Yeah, he, need, he needs to take take chances, I think, if he's going to get games. Um, yeah. If he can get ten to fifteen goals, that, that that's a pretty good return. We we need more goals from midfield as well. It's not just the forwards. Yeah. So let's talk about midfield, uh, which will probably fall into transfers anyway. So, um, no, I was just going to talk about how good Aubameyang's goal was. Oh yes, actually, we should we should. I like. Just Go. before we wrap up, no, the no, you charity you're, show. You're right. You're um, right. It was a great finish, wasn't it? <laughs> People call him a tapping merchant, don't they? I don't understand why he doesn't do that more often. He's got it in his locker. Do you feel... Actually, we'll talk about a player that you mentioned before. Do you feel that... Uh, I think I'll probably answer this, but do you feel that in the past, under Wenger, we've, well, we have been accused of trying to walk it into a goal, and therefore, if you're walking into a goal, you're not taking long shots. And there's two players in particular that I thought, oh, God, please take more long shots. You're brilliant. Rzyski, I thought he had a great long shot on him. Yeah. And Lucas Podolski. Lucas Podolski had a rocket on his foot, didn't he? he did, Absolute yeah. rocket. And every now and again, he would take a shot like that, a bit like Orbers, top net, uh, sorry, top corner, bang, goal. I remember in particular, I think it might have been Coventry in the FA Cup or something like that. Absolute rocket. I was like, why don't you do that more often? I always thought maybe they weren't allowed to. And I wonder whether Arteta might allow him to do more of that because possibly he has got a good long shot on him. I think if you remember that goal against Spurs, the ball came to him first time, edge of the box, smashed it. Yeah, you know, we don't take many shots like that. It always seems to be go to the byline, pass it back into the middle of the box, score a goal. I think he comes inside a lot of the time and looks for the one-two yeah. to get back inside, get into the box, and then he does his. Little dinks, he's yeah. passing it into the corner. But yeah, it, he should just take more shots on, take more responsibility. He's the talisman now, mm. the captain. That's that, that's it. Really, yeah. yeah, good goal against a good goalkeeper as well. Yeah, Some regard the best good in the move. world. Passing out from the back again. Yeah, so, you know. yeah. And I do wonder whether because he doesn't take many long shots, Alisson wasn't expecting it. Possibly. You know, a bit of a... I saw Bamiyang, he's, he's not going to take a shot like that. Whereas Pepe, on the other side... Oh, yeah. He, he loves cutting in and having a, a shot, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. So, don't know, but yeah, amazing goal. And um, and then the penalties. Five amazing penalties. And uh, special shout-out for Maitland-Niles. Maitland-Niles. Like Joker. Casuals you like. I thought, oh, mate, what are you doing? You can't take a run-up like that. I've got this thing, I hate people that take slow run-ups or short run-ups. 
Remember Zaza, Zaza, I've forgotten his name. Simone Zaza. Yeah, it was it, wasn't it? Shocker for it. <laughs> yeah. And he'd done that Missed it, it was like a 10 minute walk. Yeah. It After wasn't that, like that. Though, it wasn't was it? that bad, no. This it was just was, very uh, slow. Very swaggy. And brilliant just, finish. Uh, that's the kind of penalty I take against my five year old niece. <laughs> Not Alison. Yeah. Made him look a fool. Yeah. Right, so you want to move on to. The only reason I wanted to move on to midfield stroke transfers yeah. was um, obviously Gabrielle announced today we've spoken that Auburn might we're pretty sure is going to be signing this contract um, but the other big news coming out today is Ceballos supposedly confirming that he's going to have his second year long loan at Arsenal he posted a clock a red clock no less, on his Instagram story today. Almost like TikTok, come on, what's going on? And then a top Spanish journalist, whose name I can't remember, has said it's all been agreed and uh, he had two or three offers from Germany and Italy that he's turned down because he wanted to go back to Arsenal and he told Arteta, I want to come back and Arteta said, I want you back. And he was brilliant towards the end of the season and him and Xhaka together, solid, really good uh, partnership. Yep. But they alone don't solve that creative no, uh, I think, issue. No, I think until we can move to a back four uh, and get that extra body in the middle, you know, that sort of num- number 10. Yeah, yeah. That we're going to have that problem. Well, we we'll have to rely on the Aubameyang on one side, whoever's on the other side, Pepe, Pepe. or Saka. Mm. Um, or Reese Nelson, or William, or William. You can play across then the middle. Got options. Yeah. That's good. Or you know, on the full backs, the wing backs. Yeah, to double up, getting forward, getting crosses in. Yeah, yeah. So that one looks likely. I think Real Madrid are supposedly going to pay half his wages, so that's good. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Are you happy with that? I am. I like him. Uh, he gets it. He knows what Arsenal are about. Uh, I don't know if you watched his. He posted a couple of things uh, during the penalties. Oh yes, yes. Um, for the FA Community Shield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. well done, boys, yeah, and come and on. Yeah, he was and like screaming. Very much part of the team, but not there. Is how he kind it. of felt. Yeah. I think. And when you're a Real Madrid player, to to do that, you know, he's under contract. So yeah, you know, he's not obliged to. To do, do or say things like no, that. No, not at all. And it's a good good look. I think I think he likes it. He likes London. I'd like to make it permanent. We'll see. If my Yeah, my worry is, and some people have said it on Twitter, there's no obligation to buy yeah. or option to buy. Yeah. And usually when you do one of those two things, you agree a fee up front, mm-hmm. don't you? And my worry is, are we improving a player that we're then going to have to fork out loads and loads of money for that we can't either afford or, you know, if we'd have been able to take him now, it would have been cheaper. There's pros and cons, isn't there? Yeah. There's a chance that we have something agreed and he has a poor season or he gets injured. Yeah. Motivation's not there. Uh, And then we look silly. Or the flip side to that is obviously... Like you say, he's going to go back or go 
to another club or we won't be able to afford him. But if you look at the here and now, that's good to get a player like that in mm. for another season. You know, already settled. Yeah, mm. we we can't go out and do that. We can't go out and buy. Yeah, we just can't. I think it's through a bit of business. Yeah, I I think I heard. I might be wrong. But I thought I heard the loan fee was like four million pounds. Yeah, you, can, you know you can't buy players for four million pounds of that no, quality. No. You know, Premier League experience now will kick on with an, another year with a full year with a manager that you know understands him, understands the, how to get the best out of him. I'm excited to see Ceballos again. If all goes well, hopefully they can figure something out at the yeah. end of the season. But yeah, early days, that's, I welcome him back. And yeah. Hopefully that'll be, a, that'll be a good sign. Like a new signing. Yeah. <laughs> um, any other big transfer news that caught your eye this week? Yes. It was an outgoing. Ooh. Well, that outgoings at the moment. Mkhitaryan. Yes, I did see that. Oh, what a shit show that was. It was all a fiasco, wasn't it? The uh, Alexis sanchez Mkhitaryan swap. Absolute disaster of a sign-in, really, looking at it. Um, we've cancelled his contract and just let him leave Go. for free. I, 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 I don't, I don't, I, I just don't know what to say about that, really. We need money. Yeah. And we've not got any. He's not a bad player. No. He's not a rip your contract up kind of player. But the issue that we had with him is his wages were 180 grand a week, supposedly. Yeah. So I don't know, they're saying something like nine million pounds a year. I don't know, plucking out numbers, but they sound about right from what I remember reading. And so the problem is, if you even take five million for a player like that, the buying club has got to pay five million plus the hundred and eighty grand a week. Whereas if they get them for free, they can kind of smooth out the transfer fees into the wages and then it's doable. And so the problem is if we didn't let them go for free, we'd have hundred and eighty grand a week on our books that nobody would take off our hands. So it's shit, but at least it frees up, you know, more wages. Uh, put, it, put it this way, they reckon that um, Willian's on a hundred grand a week with bonuses, but hundred grand a week standard. And I imagine Gabriel is probably on a bit less than that as well. So we've got rid of Mkhitaryan and replaced him with two players. Yes, we've had to pay a transfer fee, but the wages have covered, you know, what we've lost in wages from him. It's been able to pay for, for those two. So, I mean, yeah, there's there's a way of talking about it to make it sound like we've got a well, that's what I'm trying to do <laughs> yeah but I'm not buying mate I, I, I just I can't believe there's not a club that would take him for whatever you know a decent fee is he really that shit play for Borussia Dortmund and look like a worldie but who would pay 180 grand a week for him a club in Russia, or maybe, or China. Exactly. And Wenger always said, I mean, it's obvious, but there has to be three people that are happy with a, with a transfer, right, the player and the two clubs. And even if the two clubs are happy and the player doesn't want to go to Russia or yeah. China, what can you do? Well, good riddance. Yeah, I think good riddance. What I will say as a parting shot is, as shit as he was, I still think we've got the better deal out of him in United. Yeah, because yeah. um, they basically had to do the same, didn't they? Yeah, but they paid a lot more money. Yeah. You live so, and learn. Just don't you know. ever deal with Mino Raiola. I think it's the lesson to learn. Yeah, from that. yeah. Sometimes you have to dance with the devil, though, don't you? 
Yeah, stick to Kia. Yeah. <laughs> Get a seven-year warranty. A different type of Kia, sorry. Uh, okay, so yeah, that was a good outgoing. There's also another outgoing, apparently, on the cards. Right. Uh, I think we might have mentioned it last week, but it's really taking traction this week, which is Socrates to Napoli. Yeah. Four and a half mil. Yeah. Happy with that. Yeah, no-brainer. 100 grand a week as well. Yeah. It's yeah, a lot of money for a player that's not playing, isn't it? So, yeah, he's supposedly gone. Uh, your good friend Matteo Guendouzi. Valencia. <laughs> Valencia. They're sniffing. Now managed. But, uh, was it Valencia? Yeah, it is Valencia, yeah. Yeah. Doesn't look like the best deal for us at the minute, but... Uh, well, again, it's, it's another loan. A loan, Plus yeah. 16 mil option or, or, you know, obligation to buy. That seems low, doesn't it? I ain't being funny. I know he's a bit of a shit house with his bad attitude, but there's a good player in there, isn't there? There is a good player in there, and I think someone will come up with some sort of cash at some point for him. If you look at players like Balotelli, they've always, come, well, until recently, commanded a bit of a BCC, fee. Yeah. Um, and it's everyone knows what he's all about, so yeah, everyone loves a bad boy deep down, though, don't they? So yeah. hopefully somebody wants to come in and change him. I can't see a him changing, though. Can you? I think there was talk of him maybe going to Atletico Madrid, and I could see him doing well with a you know really disciplinarian, disciplinarian, yeah, yeah. and someone like Simeone that won't stand for shit. Mm-hmm. That likes that shit houseery as well. Yeah, could really turn him into. Well, apparently they're not way. interested, are they? Because uh, we offered him in exchange with for party. Yeah, yeah. Thomas party. Yeah, that that one's gonna go on and on. That will be a last minute. That will be a last minute job, won't it? We need midfielders, and we're definitely gonna bring one in surely. So he's a defensive midfielder. Yeah, is he kind of? If we got him to play alongside Xhaka, could you see Sabah playing further forward? Which is probably what he's more known for. Yeah. I think he'd move back to that. Bit of a link between the... Mm. Play that number 10 role. I think he could do it. I think he did it for the Spanish under-20s under or under-21s. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, play with the tournament, I think. So, he could do. Yeah, he could do. Um, so we'll see what materialises with that one Torreira we've spoken about possibly on his way out who's interested in him Fiorentina Torino AC Milan probably drop their interest because they've recently signed Sandro Tonoli is that confirmed now is it I think so alright oh, okay yeah the Torino I think they the Torino link there is that they could pay the uh, transfer fee but they couldn't afford his wages. So the chances are that he's probably not going to go to Torino. So I think Fiorentina's looking like the most likely link now, especially if Milan are right. off the radar. Um, but again, a loan. So we get a loan fee of I don't know, 5 million or so, and then there'll be a 20, 25 million obligation to buy. Um, the other one is there's a swap link with Roma for Amadou Diara. Diawara. Diawara. He's a bit of a beast, apparently. Yeah. I don't know. I'm down. I'm down to swap players. If, if you know. Yeah, I think in this COVID world, 
uh, and and you know finances being tight, that is actually going to be the the way forward, isn't it? More loans. I am surprised we've not seen more in the market at the moment. Mm. Uh, that sort of deal. Uh, there's been quite a bit of money banded about actually. Yeah, largely from uh, Chelsea. <laughs> clubs aren't doing as badly as they may make out. Yeah. Well, is it because of COVID they've stopped FIFA Fair Play rules or relaxed FIFA Fair Play rules for a season? Um, because you're not going to have as much money coming into your club because you're you're not going to have fans coming through the gates. Yeah. Somehow, I don't know what it is, we'll have to look into it and, and discuss it next week, but there's some sort of relaxed rules with uh, FIFA financial fair play that meant that the Cronkies could give us money if they wanted to, and, you know, they're not necessarily be a punishment, but they don't want to. So, there you go, that's that. Yeah. Not everyone can have a Russian sugar daddy owner. Uh, holding to Newcastle, we mentioned earlier. Yeah. Which potentially is a good move for him, I think. Yeah, regular football. Yeah. Steve Bruce, next defender. Um, Maitland Niles was heavily linked to Wolves, but now it looks like he might stay. Yeah, so him and Emmy uh, Martinez. Yeah. Have potentially been close to leaving, and now they might get new deals. New contracts, yeah. Which then raises the question of. We'll go over it again. We've we've spoken about it quite a lot, but what role do, do, do either of them play? Actually, yeah, yeah, it's a tricky one. Uh, yeah, I'd 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 quite happily keep them. I think they're good, good, good brilliant players, players to have. Yeah, yeah you know, I'd say squad players, but they're more than squad players. They are first team players. Yeah, or they're thereabouts. Just where do you play them? Well, Martinez who played in goal, but whether you play him as first or second. Well, if he's happy to stay and fight it out, then let him go for it. Maybe we look at selling one of them next summer instead. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think whoever, if, whoever loses that battle. Yeah, I think if they gave Martinez a contract and said, fight it out this season, and at the end of the season, if you're not number one, we'll sell you. Then at least that way we could command a better fee. Uh, is it Ramsdale that's just left Bournemouth to yeah. go to Sheffield United, 18.5 mil? Yeah. You're telling me he's he's that much better than Martinez? Yeah, I mean, he's English. Which always commands a higher fee, uh, but even so. Martinez probably cast as homegrown. Yes, because he's out of He's academy. been with us for a long time, hasn't mm. he? And apparently William Saliba is classed as homegrown yes because of his did age. you hear about this because we signed him three years before he was 21 yeah but, so that's a, registered him yeah. and loaned him back yeah that's how we got around it isn't that's it that's a good result that's a great result that is a great result I mean our back line just changes subject slightly could be amazing for a decade here really, could be couldn't it potentially you know, Kieran Tierney Gabriel uh, Saliba I mean between them what are they 20 Average age 23, 23 probably 22, 22 something like that. Yeah, yeah, not very old. And then on the right, even you know, Hector Bellerin or Angel Maitland Niles, early 20s. Could be really, really solid, couldn't it? Yeah. Remains to be seen. We'll, we'll find out. Uh, and then the last one <laughs> that I know of. Right. Well, there was Kalas just quickly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Kalasinach is another one. Oh, isn't sorry. It? Yes, you're right. Been 
talked up by Schalker, I think. Yes, yeah. which is where we signed him from for free yeah, in the first place. And uh, rumours that he's made demands. <laughs> oh, he wants to be club captain, is that right? <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, well, I wouldn't argue with him, would you? No, that's true, that's true. So if that's what he wants, let him have it. Yeah. Um, shame it's not worked out, but I can't imagine it is going to work out. And so, again, no, but another expensive wage. Another reason to keep Maitland-Niles as cover mm. on the left. Mm. They did a good job there, didn't they? Yeah. Let's be honest, the champions of England, who were, you could argue, pretty much full strength, weren't they? Yeah, apart from, I guess he was up against Nico Williams mm. for them. Mm. He doesn't look great, if I'm being honest. Yeah, yeah. Because Salah normally plays out on that side, and then they have Firmino in the middle. Trent Arnold. Oh, yes, of course. As yeah. The, as the, yeah, right. Right back. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what happens with Kolasinac, but... yeah. So yeah, last but not least, you you want to talk about Ozil? <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to, but it's uh, it, it, he's well, been linked with a, yeah. a club that could probably be the only one Feasible. of the clubs that could that would want him and would would pay the money to yeah. his wages. Yeah. So the wages are there apparently. They're offering like a decent amount. Yeah, this is a Saudi, Saudi club. Yeah, Al Nasir. Yes, Al Nasir. That's yeah. right. Um, but he's adamant from what I've heard and read that he's, he's not going to leave yeah yeah I kind of don't blame him I don't know if I'd want to leave London for Saudi Arabia well yeah true each to their own each to their own indeed um, I don't know anything about it so I don't know why I said that <laughs> <laughs> Um. Let's be honest, he's already said, I'm not leaving. He's on to a good thing. And I think even if he could get more money at Al Nasir, next season he'll leave as a free agent. Yeah. And that's the all-important thing. You can command so much more. You're not paying a transfer fee. Give me that money as a signing-on bonus or give me that money as more of my wages, or, you know, whatever it is. So I think he's holding out for a move to Turkey myself. That's, yeah. that's my opinion. Just easy life out there. Well, and his, his mum's Turkish, I think, isn't she? Yeah. So. And his wife. And his wife, and he's, you know, best pals with uh, the Turkish president who, you know, got ropey uh, agendas. <laughs> ropey agendas, should we say? Yeah, we'll leave that one there. Don't want to get too political. Do you see it happening? To Amasir? Yeah. Uh, I would give it a five percent chance this year, myself. Mm-hmm. You? I just don't understand how he doesn't want some sort of resolution to all this. It might be different if his friends leave Arsenal. So he's very friendly with Klasenak. Mm, so what you think having allies in the dressing room, even though he's not in there? <laughs> yeah, well, he's still in the squad though, he still does training and all that. And more to the point, if Klasenak left and went to Fulham, he'd still be in London. But if he's moving to Germany, it's not like he can still see him in the evening and they do their social thing. So I don't know if there's enough of his players or his friends that. I, I don't know. I don't would know would you I give him another chance? Under Arteta, new season, everyone's getting a clean slate. Can't deny his ability. Well, yeah, I'd rather see amazing. him on the pitch. Yeah, 
that trying doing a job than wasting away on the bench doing nothing. Doing nothing because yeah. we it's we, the the waste such a waste of money. Yeah, uh, especially when we're crying out for creativity yeah. in that number ten role. Or get rid. Either something's got to give, something's got to happen. Mm. But you can't force a player out unless we pay his wages. You know, with with Mkhitaryan cancelled by mutual consent. Yeah, we're not going to pay your your contract, but you're free to leave and sign elsewhere. I don't think Ozil would do that. No, I don't. Ozil will say, "Pay me my money for the last year of my contract, and then I'll be off." And I think him and Ozil, are, uh, him and Arteta, are friends of sorts from their playing days together. So whether that has any bearing, I don't know. But who knows? Who knows? What do you want to do? <laughs> well, I've already said we'll keep him, keep him in front of you. <laughs> um, uh, well, what have we got left on the old agenda? We've got one more topic we could talk about. It does kind of fit in with transfers, doesn't it? Right. If you want. Yeah, yeah. Which is... Well, we, this all came off the back of Angie Maitland-Nars being linked to Wolves. And it will be last season going to right, okay. Everton. Yep. Um, obviously, we've had loans for Emil Smith Rowe recently to Huddersfield. We had Enketia at Leeds. We had Reese Nelson at Hoffenheim, etc., etc., etc. So it's kind of raised the topic we were talking about it the other week of developing the academy players to sell them off to raise money to be able to buy the players that we do actually want for yeah. the club. Which I believe is something that Chelsea have done very successfully over the years. Stockpiling players, loaning them out. They get experience. They command the fee. They make a load of money off it. And then they can spend Yeah, they've dropped the bollock on a couple of them, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. De Bruyne and Salah. Yeah, at That's least. True. Yeah. So what are your views on that? Because we have got a very good academy. We've got a bit of a purple patch at the moment with lots of kids coming through. Yeah. It's easy to get attached to to younger players that are coming through, isn't it? I think you look at them like a child or kind of thing. One yeah. of your own. One of our own, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I think if they're not going to cut the grade and you can get a few mil here and there, obviously it's the thing to do, isn't it? Mm. You can't be sentimental and hold on to players and hope, keep hoping every year. This will be his year. This will be his year. We've wasted... Oh, he's not a youngster, mate. <laughs> ...time on certain players. Um, and if we can get good fees for these players, and you've only got to look at a Wobi, decent fee, probably, yeah. probably looking like he wasn't up to the standard because he doesn't seem to have kicked on. Yeah. I think it's initial 27.5 mil for a Wobi rising to 30, 35, 40, something like that. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's crazy, man. We take that all day long. And you look at clubs, some clubs just thrive on it. That's the way they work. Uh, it's a good model to have. Like Ajax. Yeah, it must pain them to lose players, but at the same time, they do make a lot of money off of it. Hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of an uh, English club that does it. But. Chelsea does it well. Southampton do it well, actually. Southampton. Don't know. If you, think, if you think, I mean, they've been a feeder club to Liverpool, but aside from the Sadio Mane, who wasn't a youth player, but it was a player that they bought. No, but they had 
Callum Chambers, like Chambers, Chamberlain, Bale. Bale, yeah. So I mean, they, they they've done a really good job with it, actually. Come to think of it, um, probably probably the most successful club, you know, with with Chelsea. I think we, even now as a club, are terrible, terrible at commanding fees for players. Yeah, we've got youth or not. Better at selling players. And it pains me to say it, but one of the best is Daniel Levy of Spurs, isn't it? You think about the money he gets for players and you think, how much? Yeah. Bit of a ball buster, I guess. He is. Yeah. He is. And, you know, I don't know who does that job for Arsenal. It was Wenger. I mean, how tight he was with money. He needed to get the best fees for players. Yeah, who is it now? Now Raul's gone. Because he had a bit of a shocker, really, didn't he? Yeah, Don Raul. He, he got Pepe in and everyone thought he's the boy. And it kind of went a bit tits up from there, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, but so, for me, he was just awful at selling. He just didn't make any money. No, he? no. So I Regardless think, of who he brought in, I don't think he did well on that front. Um, is it Vinay now? Vinay is the man at the moment, yeah, I guess. Him and Edu. doing that sort of thing. Gus Farmy, the contracts guy. Yeah. Whether he's negotiating money, yeah, deals. I don't, I don't, know. I don't I, know. I understood that now that Raul has left, Vinay's statement was, yeah, yeah. you know, the football people do the football stuff and the business people do the business stuff. Yeah. Uh, and therefore, you would assume that Edu and Arteta are doing the transfers, ins and outs, and therefore they do the finances too that probably get sanctioned by Vinay and then as you say all the other big wigs do their bits too so uh, time will tell unless we're planning on bringing anyone in to the board to yes the, to, well, to the board or to to, yeah. to that sort of area yeah um, so yeah I guess back to the the original topic of conversation selling youth players to make money yeah I mean Obviously, hold on to the special, the ones. real special ones, the starlets, the wonder kids, the the sackers. The I know we nicked him, but Sesh Fabregas, you know, we got him when he was fifteen. But that still happens now. It'll be less so. Hector Bellerin. Yeah. Again, he came over young. You're gonna make money on him now, and the rules have changed, so you can't sign anyone under eighteen. Is that That's right? right? Yeah. Um, and those players in particular were signed by Francis Cajal, was that his yeah, name? He's left who's the now club. gone. So it's a real change at the club, but um, and it's a shame we've lost Freddie because he was that good link between the youth and the first team when he was managing the under twenty threes. Um, so yeah let's see what well, Mertesacker can do it look, yeah well it looks like we've taken a different approach to that um, we're not buying in youngsters now we're sort of getting freebies in players that have been released yes I so see we, that so we've recently signed someone from Tottenham yeah um, I think he's a defender yes that's right and uh, a guy from Huddersfield as well yeah and a, a lad from Norway ah yes that's right yeah George Lewis, yeah, might be his name, something like that. Yeah, which is which is strange because you think if you've been released by Huddersfield, or if it was Norwegian like third division club or something, wasn't it? I think he got told to go and find a club 
lower in the lower leagues of Norway. Right, okay. Which well, hopefully, strange. yeah, but hopefully it becomes a bit of a Serge Nabry. You're not good enough to play for West Brom, <laughs> and then yeah, yeah, you know, smashing it at Bayern Munich. That'd be fantastic. So, I mean, it's interesting. It look looking at that sort of that squad, that under twenty three squad. It it needs more numbers in it because we have the first team has taken a few yeah. of the lads that yeah. would be playing. Yeah, if you look, Nelson and Katia. Yeah. And, Willock, you know, so yeah, yeah, we are short, I think, in there, and, and a few of them have gone out on loan, like Trey Coyle. Yeah, um, let's use it. Uh, why don't I forget his name? Aziz? Matt, the guy that won the FA Cup, who looked like he won a competition, <laughs> yeah, Matt, right? Matt, is that his name? <laughs> Matt, something, Matt, uh, Matt Smith, or Matt Smith, Smith, yeah, yeah. um, yes, he's, he's, <laughs> he looked like he was on a school trip, he did. He's won more than Harry Kane, though, and that's what counts. Yes, um, yes. You know, you look at Arsenal's history, we've always had a self-sustaining, well, always, past 20 years, we've always had a self-sustaining model, haven't we? Buy cheap and then sell them. You think of Wenger's big transfer successes, Anelka, you know, Colo Torre, Vieira, etc., 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 over Mars. And we've always had that, but we've always had to sell our captains usually or our best players to yeah. be able to be self-sustaining. So if we can do that through, you know, academy players, youth, then, you know, as you said, I'm all for it. If it's not depleting the best players, yeah, still allows us to be competitive. We ain't getting any money from Stan, are we? No. So uh, that's another podcast. That's, a, <laughs> that's another podcast. Yeah. Oh, right, mate. We done? Should we wrap it up? I think we should wrap it up. Yeah. Until cool. until next time. We haven't got when's our next game? Not for a little while yet, is it? No, but we'll, I'm sure we'll be putting we'll one have, out next week. We'll have, we? yeah, we'll have plenty to talk about. I'm sure we'll have some other fantastic signings between now and then. Um, it's when we, we play Fulham, don't we? First first game of the season. Uh, when is that? Let's have a. Quick look, just is it the 12th? It's it, very good. The 12th, 12 30, and it's on Sky. So, no, Sky bit. <laughs> BT, it's on. Is it BT Sport? Yeah. There you go. Listen to Diddley. 12 30, Saturday, the 12th September. Something to look forward to. It is something to look forward to. And, you know, give it a week or two, we can start doing a who is your predicted lineup yeah. type uh, podcast. Yeah, cool. So join us next week if you want to listen. We will be talking probably more transfers, uh, board diversity maybe we haven't touched on yet. Yeah. That's something we'll be discussing. Um, we might even talk about the Arsenal women's team because, you know, we're a club. We're not just one team. That's right. That's right. We're a family. We've evolved from uh, just men, haven't we? We have. So that's it. Uh, you want to find us on Twitter? We are at Blast Arsenal Pod. Uh, also on Instagram, same handle. On YouTube. YouTube. <laughs> uh, where we've got uh, well, a couple of vids. I'm sure we'll add other bits to it. But basically, just get in touch. We want to hear from you. You know, If you like the pod, thank you very much. Yeah, we're working on a few things. Leave us a rating or a review on Apple. That would be great. Yeah. Um, that's it. We'd love to hear from you. If you follow us, we follow back. We're not. We're not those guys that. <laughs> not just Let's say we're going to, and then we run away. Yeah. We stick to our promises. 
So that's it, I think. That's it. Come until, on, guys. Until next week, yeah. Come on, Gabrielle. <laughs> yeah. Ben Vindo, Ben Vindo. <laughs> See you later, mate. Ciao. Arsenal.